0: presents down the sidelines and now representing the michigan wolverines and the west virginia mountaineers you may know them as yoko and i'm a beast it's peter spasia and joel orndor welcome back to the gridiron i'm peter and i'm joel and down the sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world
1: we are part of the Show Me Your News Network, and this is the 64th episode of the podcast on June 5th, 2014.
0: 64 episodes, like Nintendo 64, which hey. I think is a little apropos, where we're on
1: NBA Jam. NBA.
0: Yeah, NBA, sure. <laughs> a little bit the uh, the week, well, not the week before e three. It's, it's yeah. a big gaming event. Um, you know, if talking from a sporting angle. I think you know EA Sports every year is like the big you know watch what will happen with the sports video games coming out of that event.
1: Definitely, I mean we you get to finally see if you know oh is Madden how is Madden going to be different? Mm-hmm. You know is it uh, are they going to really change much at all between this? I mean because aren't we talking about you know the next generation, the current generation? I guess that's what we should really be calling it. Right. But uh, you know the Xbox One and the PS Four. What are those versions going to look like now?
0: It's a good, good point. Uh, and you have you know EA Sports Ignite, which is the new engine that started last year. But now you're going to get you know new games this year. Like I think you're going to see a new PGA golf game. Mm-hmm. You're definitely going to see new stuff for NHL 15. Yeah, uh, and, and they're still sticking to the, the cross generation. Like you're getting the current generation and the last generation both games there. I, I personally. I'm looking forward to the time when companies can you know let go a little bit of the business sense and you know the the market share of consumers on the current generation, you know, outweighs and so they can just focus all their
1: development efforts. That's how you get people to buy new consoles. So I I mean I think that's eventually that's what you got to do you got you got to let go and you 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 got to make them sometimes you've got to make the consumer make the purchase by just saying oh I need this game yeah and we're just gonna make a
0: great game and not try to cater and have that you know big audience on you know the the past consoles be really appealing which is
1: yeah you see all these different companies to split you know splitting development costs to make two different versions of games basically know.
0: well and limits the you know the upper echelon of, you know, the software. I mean, mm-hmm. for the current gen, like, you're just limiting yourself because you have to go back to the old software. you can listen to more of that kind of video game talk on Show Me Your News. Uh, Show Me Your News is having a lot of E3 coverage over the next several days. Uh, that's going to be very exciting. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to doing all of that. But on the sports topic, uh, number 64, worn by Jerry Kramer. Mm-hmm. Who is an or was an offensive tackle with the Green Bay Packer teams of you know ye old teams in the '60s, the Vince Lombardi days? Yep. Uh, known as the one of the more famous athletes to wear number 64.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was three Pro Bowl selections, uh, five first-team All-Pro selections. Yeah. It, was, it was
0: a great tackle.
1: Yeah, five-time NFL champion. That's speaks for itself <laughs> it, it sure does well,
0: let's get to the quick hits really
1: quickly i know
0: that's not my finest sentence i've ever constructed on a podcast as far as creativity but it's I'm, my brain is just it's it's all e3 it's all games right now so we're
1: we're trying too to, much hype i know the hype is intense he, and it's like, it was like, we almost got more hype, well, we do, it's like we got more hype for that than we have for the NBA Finals starting. <laughs> well, clearly, I mean, I mean, it's the NBA Finals, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a great series, but, you know. It's like, I'm looking much more forward to what, like, what would it be, like, game three or four now, than <laughs> then game one. <laughs> well, game
0: one, which does start in a couple hours, and we'll get to talking about the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, and over at Roland Garros, uh, the French Open, you know, getting to Mm -hmm. its final couple rounds. But we start in the quick hits. The Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox have had a little bit of a feud rivalry going back and forth. It even extends, apparently, back to last year's playoffs where players were getting hit. So David Price, one of the Rays' top pitchers, throws at David Ortiz, you know, bad blood shared, you know, bench clearing, dugouts, and... Joel, it's all about these unwritten rules in baseball, where, yeah. oh well, now the other pitcher is expecting <laughs> to plunk the other guy, hit him with a pitch,
1: and it, it just gets out of hand. Yeah. It was so then it was uh, Brandon Workman. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what did he do? Uh, he's thrown behind um, Evan Angoria. Yeah. Um. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> so they're yeah, both or, Yeah, or Eva,
0: right. Eva Longoria would be the actress, Evan Evan Longoria, the designated hitter. Or no, he's the third oh. baseman for the, the Rays.
1: Well, maybe she was throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> and she's not with Tony Parker, even <laughs> though he's
0: at the NBA Finals. It all connects together. Now, Workman, you know, it's those unwritten rules, it was expected of him almost to throw behind him. He gets ejected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then actually, eventually, you know, suspended and fined and all that. And then some of the Red Sox players were like, "Well, what about Price? Uh, the rules exempt from him." So David Price does get fined, uh, you know, an undisclosed amount of money. But it's uh, baseball is really weird with its unwritten rules and just how much drama it causes. And it's it's really almost not even worth it sometimes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, I, I mean, I I'd almost compare it to uh, maybe some of the things that you see in hockey, as uh, I can but see but that. it's a it's a little different. I mean, they're I mean they're like suited up in pads. Um, you know, we we're throwing like baseballs seventy miles an hour at somebody. That's yeah.
0: And at, at least they're not going for each other's heads. And then it would be you know far more serious. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, plunking him in the back, the butt, you know, throwing behind him. Like, it's not going to do any real harm, but it, it gets tempers flaring.
1: Those <laughs> cleats up when you slide, right?
0: <laughs> right. And there's the old, you know, Ty Cobway doing things. But that's kind of circulating, and it just always, you know, it brings up the whole talk of baseball's unwritten rules. And it's just an interesting
1: discussion, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah.
0: What about over in the NFL? Uh,
1: Mr. Colin Kaepernick. Is gonna be making some serious money, no matter what. <laughs> got money got paid. Uh, yeah, um, let's see. They just reported on it that uh, Adam Schefter was saying that it is worth. The deal is worth more than uh, 110 million, mm-hmm. and um,
0: that would be over six years.
1: Yeah, over six years. Um, still, that's considered to be like the. Most guaranteed money ever, right
0: yeah, it's the most guaranteed money ever for a quarterback uh, you know it's more than you know other quarterbacks who have won Super Bowl rings, yeah, and Colin Kaepernick has not done that yet, nope, oh. so I mean a little questionable, but you, it's it's a player that you had to lock up mm-hmm. long term. you don't want him you know getting away from you, especially in a division where it's more like run for your life, yeah. I mean, with those defenses, you need a quarterback with mobility.
1: You you will say, though, at least as far as the games went, it's almost like San Francisco did better than, you know, the eventual Super Bowl loser. Yeah? Um. Because, I don't know. I mean, like, I really don't even remember much from that game at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I stopped watching it, so, but I I clearly remember the San Francisco, uh, Seattle game. That was a great game. like yeah I like I remember that clearly. It was so close. So um, I just
0: wish I could have watched more of it because I was on an uh, airplane. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. But I, I mean, it's it's you know serious. It's you know quarterbacks, the rising cost of you know athletes and their contracts and. It's just going to get bigger and bigger. It's almost like when, you know, Joe Flacco got a ton of money. And granted, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but did that really pay off? And did Joe Flacco have a good year last year? He didn't really.
1: Yeah. And and whenever you're you're paying a player that much guaranteed money, you have to look at, you know, your salary cap and and how much, you know, you're paying everybody else. Because, you know, you got other players, other very notable players on that team. Um, offense and defense. That's
0: no, definitely true. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we'll, we'll see how he lives up to that contract then. Mm-hmm. Over in the scintillating world of golf, uh, we have Phil Mickelson, who is currently under investigation by the FBI in a probe regarding insider trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickelson has said he's done nothing wrong. And that he's, you know, focused on the U.S. Open, which is coming up. I don't, not next week, but the week after. It's, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Tiger Woods will be missing that one, missing another major uh, due to injury. It really a shame. Uh, it's this story kind of took me by surprise a little bit because, you know, you see Phil Mickelson like Tiger Woods before all the things that went down. It's like, oh, you know, one of the good guys and all that stuff. And granted, he's. He may have done nothing wrong, but it's just this was not something I expected to hear from Phil Mickelson. Much like Martha Stewart, the whole Martha Stewart insider trading. Like, you know, homely woman, you know, seems to be all goody-goody, and then it's like, oh, she's got a dark streak a little bit. You know, illegal things, crime and such. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, like I almost wonder when some of these kind of things happen when it's somebody that like you know a lot of people look at in a good light like um like it's like it's almost like they got just they just got caught up in it and then just were like, well I, I gotta do it now right and it's like it's like I don't know it's weird though because like when you see I don't know you see so they they have plenty of money. <laughs> yeah like most it's like anytime it happens because it's uh, you know these people usually are invested in something and but i don't know why even like bother with it if you're already wealthy as it is it's just uh Hmm. it does kind of make you question their morals and everything
0: They're analyzing trades that Mickelson and a Vegas gambler named Billy Walters uh, made involving Clorox, of all companies. Right around the same time, an individual was trying to buy the company, and so the stock, as a result, jumped. Uh, I have a lot to learn about investing money and all that stuff, but you know that stuff's illegal. So we'll see. Again, we'll see what happens with it. Gotta. Gotta put it out there. It is
1: interesting that it was they were investing in Clorox.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You imagine you bleach and you know keeping things nice and clean.
1: it's almost fitting. Like yeah,
0: Exactly. A little a little ironic in a way. Uh, and then as we talked about last week in one of our, you know, top stories, the Belmont. Is coming up this weekend on Saturday. It's actually going to be right around at the end of our uh, our Show Me Your News. No, it's not.
1: Oh, wait. Yeah, no, you're next day, right? Let's say
0: we're, on, we're on Sunday. See, we were scheduling that, that special E3 podcast for Show Your News. We got horse hype.
1: We got video games hype. I know.
0: <laughs> can't control it. We were scheduling that podcast for Saturday for the longest time, and it's like, oh, right before we announced it, like, oh, we were doing it Sunday, so...
1: Now I get to watch the Belmont. How about that? Could watch History in the making. And if he wins, I'm telling you, Google's got to get on this. <laughs> they got to get on this, yeah. this train. This, this, how, how fast this browser is. How fast, fast his horse is.
0: Like the Google logo will have three crowns <laughs> yes. on it. They're based in California. Their browser's name is Chrome. California Chrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big news, you know, recently is uh, he's drawn the number two post, so uh, it's really going to be all about California Chrome coming out of the gate unencumbered. Yeah, I, I think you know other horses in the past, you may wonder like, do they have the stamina? Um, but California Chrome seems to be you know a, a different kind of horse. But you never know like if his run is blocked. In some way, by the other horses, they're trying to box him out, you know, make his run difficult. That's gonna put a, a damper on things.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I look back at the last race and just think, uh, you know, he, he, he had a clear path. There was nobody in front of him. I mean, he was, in, he was kind of in third place coming around the turn, mm-hmm. and but there was nobody blocking his way. Yeah. He just kind of took off. Uh, if, if he's in that kind of situation. Again, even if it's like fifth place or something, if he's coming around the turn, there's no one on him. I think that he's just kind of got the jets. He can just yeah. get past everybody the else. The
0: afterburners. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get to our, our three biggest stories. Use the
1: carrot. Use the carrot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 that would be uh, Legend of Zelda <laughs> references for those that are like, what the fuck are they talking about? the red zone we come into the 20 yard line here over at uh the French Open, Roland Garros, the one of the tennis majors. Yeah, that's the one that's played on clay. Mm-hmm. Uh you get the men right now in the semifinals that they're going to play tomorrow. And this is always the one that because it's, you know, 5 6 hours ahead of where we are in Eastern Time in America. Yeah, these matches are at like Balls early in the morning, yeah. like it's just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: like my I know my sister watches a lot of tennis and she she definitely has to record them and then like watch them when she gets home. And I know like I'm generally awake around that time and
0: like I'm trying to watch the, the Mike and Mike in the morning talk radio or show on ESPN two. Mm-hmm. It's just like continuing tennis coverage, but now that there are you know so few matches left, like that is uh, unencumbered a little bit. Anyway, in the uh, the semifinals, you have Rafa Nadal against Andy Murray, who's a seventh seed mm-hmm. for this tournament. He just doesn't normally do as well. And then Ernest Skulbus from Latvia, who's an 18th seed. He uh, was the one who upset Roger Federer, among others, uh, taking on Novak Djokovic. So yeah. I, you know, personally, and, you know, we ask our question uh, who will win the men's and women's draws? Because it is so close, we'll get to the women's who are uh, the, their draws in the finals. Mm-hmm. I would expect Nadal and Djokovic again uh, to make for another great match, and I think it's just, it's tough to beat Nadal on clay. Yeah, uh, it's just he has this streak going, and he just he he is something else. I think if he's if he's not injured, which he has been, you know. Some of the past couple of years you no know, he is one of the best clay court players ever how do you, how do you see this one shaking yeah
1: I, I feel the same way like I, it's just I think he has uh, a clear advantage, especially when he's not injured um, but on clay I, yeah I don't I don't really see I don't see anybody really stopping him. I think that it could be closer in the finals, uh, but I don't think anyone's going to beat him.
0: Yeah, and I don't even see like any upsets, you know, remotely happening. I, mean, Murray, uh, would Murray even take a set off of him? Uh,
1: like,
0: maybe a set maybe on grass, Would like, <laughs> <on grass. laughs>
1: <They're probably laughs> be close, but uh... like if if
0: Murray takes a set, it's either going to be you know the first set as a surprise. Or Nadal will be up 2-0, Murray will steal one, and then Nadal will close him out. Like, I think those are the only ways you're going to see Murray even steal a set. And kudos to Gulbis. He's gone this far, but I think Djokovic is just an all-around better player. Yeah. Unless, like, there are, you know, just unforced errors, like, Djokovic should have that one as well.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, over in the ladies draw, it is Maria Sharapova who came back from one set down. They do, you know, the three set matches for women's the ladies. Uh over against Simona Halep, who I have never heard of.
1: No, I haven't heard of that either.
0: So, I think mean, naturally I I like to say Sharapova in that match, but uh, uh she's, actu- she's actually she's actually
1: Uh, Seated higher, right? Halip is. uh, She's
0: from Romania. Mm -hmm. She looks young. How young is she? Hmm. They're not necessarily saying in her profile. Hmm. She looks very young. I mean, I've been paying a little more attention to the men's matches than the women's. Oh, here we go. Birth date, nineteen ninety
1: one. Oh
0: wow! Wow. That, so she's you know 22, because it's september ninety one uh that that could you know make a difference I and mean, she's ranked number four mm-hmm. uh you know this could be the
1: you know her i don't want to say coming out party i like that's just i was gonna say yeah. I don't know what she's done in the past she must have done something in order to get seated
0: on well, probably some of, probably some of the uh the lesser known tournaments uh but you know this is you know her big stage her yeah. moment. Uh it could definitely happen, but I think I like the experience of Sharapova winning out in this one. And she definitely showed a lot of guts coming back from that one set down in the semifinal.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I, I think I'd go with the experience over uh someone that is so young uh, probably just doesn't have as much like you know final match uh experience really. Mm-hmm. I, I I'd say, uh, you know, and and she's been here before. She's been to many big events before. Um, I don't know. It would be interesting to see, you know, close match, scene upset. Mm-hmm.
0: It's been a very strange ladies' draw overall. I mean, Halep mm-hmm. in the semifinal beat 28th seed Andrea Petkovic, and then Maria Sharapova was against Canadian and 18th seed Eugenie Bouchard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I, it was also a tournament where you had Serena Williams lose 6-2, 6-2 in the second round. Hmm. You know, Venus lost early on. Lee Na was out early on. Like, it, it's been a very strange draw, but I think we'll we'll take Sharapova in that hmm. one. All right, Joel. Stanley Cup Finals over at the 10-yard line.
1: Ugh. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think like... We almost had Canadians.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We almost did. We almost had the Blackhawks. I don't think anybody
1: would have ever thought that.
0: (sighs) Jeez.
1: So, it's right now the Los
0: Angeles Kings and the New York Rangers. Mm -hmm. As I believe both of us did predict last episode. So, kudos to us there. Talking about the the cross-country matchup.
1: Yeah, you give us four. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the the first matchup between Los Angeles and New York teams
1: mm-hmm.
0: in, in a final of the four major sports since 1981. I, that's that's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: And it is the uh, the Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series uh. that year? Uh, but you know the Blackhawks, you know being from Detroit, the Detroit area, don't like the Blackhawks. Was very relieved to wake up and read the Twitter feed and see that they did lose. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't about to stay up for overtime. <laughs> like just, no, I'm an early riser. It, it happens. Um, but yeah, the Rangers won in six against the Canadians, and then it was a game seven. Yeah, the Kings. They have done something remarkable, these playoffs. All three series that they've had have gone to Game 7. All Game 7s have been on the road. So uh, it's pretty amazing for the teams that they have beaten. I know they've, they've beaten the Ducks, the Blackhawks, obviously, and there was someone, I think, in the first round who they also played that, you know, they weren't favored in that round. The Sharks. The Sharks were where they came back from Mm 3-0. And for like the fourth time in history, a team had blown a 3-0 lead like that. So, uh, you know, the Kings are turning it on with their offense. That is the the big difference between them and the uh, Stanley Cup champion team from a couple years ago. Quick still plays very well. You know, Quick has that Stanley Cup final experience. But this is just a team where... The offense scores a lot more goals. I think they're averaging about three point five goals a game, and that's amazing for
1: hockey. I mean, you'd expect some fatigue, yeah, going to Game Seven that many times in a row. Um, But I, you'd think that, but yeah, especially even like this first game, like, hmm. like that—that's where I thought that you would see it. I thought maybe they would come out and lose. Well, they.
0: They did come out and have a little bit less steam. I mean, the Rangers took a 2-0 lead early in that game. And then, you know, the Kings fought back. They got a goal in the last couple minutes of the first period. Got a goal in the second period. A a very frenzied end of the third period. And then four minutes in overtime. And you got to feel bad for Dan Girardi of the Rangers. I don't know if you ended up seeing the replay of the goal. But a miscommunication in the defensive zone. You know, puck was coming back to him. He whiffs on the puck. Goes back, tries to recover it and clear it. The clear isn't strong enough. It ends up being a turnover and with some sharp passing. Uh, mm. The Kings put it past Lunquist. and that's how game one ends. Uh, you know the Kings are at home in this one, so they do you know take game one at home. Uh, I don't think the series is over by a long shot, but it's a that's a tough way to lose game one.
1: Yeah, and you almost feel like it might go to game seven. <laughs> This series, well but, could. like, like you gotta you got like them in Game 7. Yeah. Just because they they already did it. They already did it. They already did it. <laughs> yeah. Though, it being at home, does that make a difference? I don't... I mean, they did a lot of... Didn't they win those on the road? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it could hurt to be at home. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: it'll be interesting. Um... I've been really back and forth on who to pick in this Mm -hmm. series because usually in our our question as we make the play, who wins the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Usually you like the hotter goalie in Stanley Cup playoff series. And this would be Henrik Lundqvist of the Rangers by a hair. However, I think... That That offense. And it's not just that offense. It's also... The anemic Rangers offense. Mm. The power play in the playoffs is something very poor, like 13%. And you can't be having that, especially against a goalie and just a team. 17 players on the Kings have Stanley Cup final experience. 16 of those, of those 17, are from a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. So you do like the experience, the Rangers would make for a nicer story, you know, the 20 years removed from the Stanley Cup championship that they had with Mark Messier and, you know, the great call in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, you know, what is the player's name, it was a, it was a classic moment in, in that team's history, when before then it was like 1942 since they'd last won a Stanley Cup, so... It would make a nicer story for for the Rangers. I think I'm gonna take Kings in six.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, like you were saying, it usually in the finals you want the hottest goalie. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but they're both really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, uh, sometimes even if you you know you still have the best goalie played, if the other team sometimes it doesn't even matter. Sometimes they can just score on you anyways. Yeah. You can score in a lot of ways and it doesn't necessarily always have to be the goalie's fault. You can do a great job. But uh I don't know. I, I just don't really see how um you know in some of these games the the Rangers are gonna put together offense mm. that they need. I don't think they're gonna I don't think the goalie's gonna be able to stop all the shots on him. Yeah. Is the thing. I think they'll kind of wear them down like that. They'll just take lots and lots of shots. and uh, They're going to they're gonna have to do much better on power plays Oh yeah. if, if they want to, you know, keep this series close. Um, yeah, I, I, it, again, I think it would be a good story, too. You, you'd like to see teams that haven't been mm-hmm. to a championship in a long time finally get back there and win. But uh, I think I got to go with the Kings, too.
0: How many games?
1: Um, I'll go with seven. All right. Because that just seems fitting. It seems to be the trend. All <laughs> yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. Now, in about a couple hours, the NBA Finals begin. And it's not the NBA's dream matchup of the Heat and the Thunder with LeBron and Kevin Durant. It's not the NBA's most feared matchup of Indiana and the San Antonio Spurs with the two very small markets. You get a blend of the two and it's actually a repeat of last year's finals
1: mm-hmm.
0: between the Heat and the Spurs. Now, now we remember game six. I think you know, ESPN yeah. has been cramming it down everyone's throats where the Spurs were had locked up a championship more or less. The NBA was bringing out the trophy, getting the celebrations ready, and that Ray Allen shot in the corner gives the Heat game six, sends it to game seven, and the rest is history as the Heat win their back-to-back titles. So it's the Heat going for the 3 Pete, which apparently Pat Riley is trademarked somehow. So, sorry, Pat, I'm I'm not paying a royalty or whatever. (laughs) Versus Tim Duncan going for the fifth ring.
1: Mm.
0: How do you how do you
1: make this series out to be? Um, well, I almost feel like because uh, uh, we talked about like I remember talking about that after that game happened last year. Um, it was like people were saying that it was a very psychological thing. Yeah, do you remember, like who was it? Charles Barkley like specifically was like there's no way. Like they they're done, they're finished yeah. you you can't yeah. lose a game like that, you're yeah. just they're not even come out and play mm-hmm. Or something like and that. game time was close, yeah it I mean it was um he probably uh, just more said that that was
0: just horrible, otherwise. yeah it, it was
1: weird <laughs> because it's like I don't think that's a good way to advertise your game, no. which is what you're supposed to be doing um but uh like I again, like I don't think that you'll see any kind of because. That happened last year. Just they're just gonna give up or anything like that. Anything's oh, um, fuel of the fire. Yeah, I, I think that it's gonna be good motivation to come out and play and you know take the championship back. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I didn't really pay attention in the regular season, to, to, like when they played. Oh, yeah, I um, didn't which is weird because the the Heat were very. You didn't really know what they were going to do half the time this year. That's true. Um, but even the Spurs were pretty much themselves and did exactly what they do every year. Hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, if anything, I'd say as far as the guys you want taking shots, I think the Heat has mo- have more of those guys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as good as some of the players are on the Spurs, there's Hall of Famers on that team, no question. Um, but I just think that, uh, in the key positions, they have more guys that will knock down shots at the buzzer and, and make a shot when you really need it, you know? Um, which is why, like in that kind of matchup, that's why I'm like, again, last year, I remember leaning towards them just because I'm like, well, they, you know, they don't actually just have LeBron James. They have a few other guys that can, like you're saying, ran out like it came down to that. Yeah really um but then again they do have lebron james too and he sometimes can just take over a game and it's like what just happened he, he is
0: the best player in the world
1: yeah so um i'd say you know barring like an injury or anything i i'm going with the heat i th- i think that they'll win this I don't, I don't really know as far as how many games i always i always like you know, seven-game series to go to seven-game series, but um, I don't know. i I going to be surprised if it's, like, five or six.
0: got to make a call. It, it's make the play. Six. Who I'm wins? going with six there you games. There six. Heaton six. Heaton six. All right. I'm going to go the other way here. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the Spurs have been, you know, just during the regular season especially, just the best team. Uh, I think maybe an issue is that the Heat just haven't really faced much adversity in these playoffs. I mean, when the toughest team was the Pacers, who, let's face it, were a shell of who they were earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, talk about the great players and all that, but the Spurs play a different style of basketball that is rather effective come playoff time. Mm Mm-hmm. You saw them, you know, lose a couple games with you know Serge Ibaka. Which I, gosh, I was thinking, we were talking about that series with the Spurs and the Thunder, and we were just counting Serge Ibaka just wasn't going to be there. it's going to be a big difference? Spurs are going to you know, take that series easily. Serge Ibaka comes back in Game Three, and the Thunder get a couple wins. It's back at two games apiece. I'm just like, oh geez, what are we going to say next episode? If the Thunder come back. You know, from that 2-0 drought, <laughs> but the Spurs put it together. Those last yeah. two games just weren't even close. Uh, it was it was amazing, really. Um, I think that it'll be Spurs in seven, because I do mm-hmm. believe it's going to be a close series, but at the same time, it's, it's going to take quite a performance to knock the Spurs out of the playoffs, whereas I think the Heat, this year, especially you know, with again, you you never know barring injuries, especially with you know Dwayne Wade, who always seems to be like teetering on that edge of could be injured at any time. Um, I just don't think the Heat are as deep this year as they were last year, and yeah. I think if anything, the Spurs are deeper than they were last year. Kawhi Leonard has really you know come into his own as a, a great player on that team, and they're just not really as well-known player nationwide because it's not sexy to watch the Spurs play basketball, but they're damn effective.
1: Yeah. So um, It looks like they only played once in the hmm. regular season, and the Heat won 113-101, to 101 and let's see, uh, Bosh had 24 points. Wow. Wow.
0: Was it played in Miami?
1: Doo, doo, doo. Probably. Mm, I think so. Yeah. yeah, because
0: the Spurs are just also something else at <clears> home. Like they, out of any team, I think have just the biggest home court advantage in basketball. So I think it's gonna take something else to to knock off the Spurs. So I'm gonna take them in seven.
1: Sure, sounds good.
0: So next episode in a couple of weeks will be all flushed out. E three will be you know gone from our system. We'll probably be talking. Sports, video game stuff that we saw—I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the World Cup—we'll give you our preview for that because that is uh, on the verge of starting. And what else is there? I mean, we'll probably—gosh, we'll maybe even be done with these series, and champions will be crowned. Yeah. That's always tough. I mean, with you know the NHL and NBA playoffs, it's almost been like you know the last several episodes, you know. Those two have been you know, taking up our top stories, but that's just the great thing. I mean, almost every night you have a playoff game, regardless of the sport.
1: Yeah, and then if you know you don't have one, then you've got baseball. Too, so.
0: That is true. You're going to be coming up on a, a baseball summer, and then so help us when we get to the Wednesday, the day after uh, the All-Star game infamously known as you know the day of like no
1: sports
0: <laughs> anything else you want to cover on this episode here joel uh,
1: i don't really think so um i'm hoping like uh i might go to the green classic this year is,
0: um, what is
1: that it's like a, it's a golfing event um let's see i mean there's there's i think phil mickelson's been there before i think tiger's been there um, and they do like a big concert series and stuff around it. Okay. Um, it's down like in the Southern part of the state, but I- I'm thinking about going to it. You say It'd golf nice, that, uh, be nice to go to a golf. Match. It would be
0: golf reminds me that I have a golf outing to go to and participate in, Ooh. even though it's been about a year since this It's the, uh,
1: is it company or it, it's company
0: really. It? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I'm like I'm not terrible at golf. Mm-hmm. No. But I'm not good. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay. I'll I'll play a little <laughs> bit. But it's also been around a year and you know since that event last year where it's the uh, Public Relations Society of America like yeah. you get to sign up uh, with a few coworkers, make a team of 4, you do a scramble, which is great. For those that don't know what a scramble is, mm-hmm. it's actually a better way to play golf if you're all it's not, not as good. Yeah, no. <laughs> While scrambled eggs aren't tasty, uh, a golf scramble is you all take shots from the tee, mm-hmm. and whoever's closer, everyone goes and takes shots from that. And so you're basically taking it's, the team's yeah. best shot and playing from that. While it's you all good if you
1: some. have someone that has like a good long game, and someone has a good short game, you can kind of you know take advantage, help each of other out.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a whole invitational thing, and like you know, there are prizes for top teams, but we're mostly like, we'll play nine holes out of the eighteen, and then we'll just go to the bar for the rest of the time.
1: <laughs> oh no, definitely. I, no, I mean, I I come from like a big family of golfers, so and and half the time I'm usually like the worst one, mm-hmm. but like I, I I mean I grew up, I wasn't allowed to I think hit a an iron or, or a, a driver or wood or anything like that until I was like nine or 10, because like they said that you like they, my, my grandpa would always tell me, you've got to develop your short game before you can yeah. do that kind of stuff. And he's like, the first time I ever got out there and hit one of those, I like nailed it. <laughs> like, <as> far <laughs> as I go, He's like, he's like, see, that's the thing. Like I knew when you got your form down, you'd be just fine. Like hitting this. So, so I was working on my chipping and putting like, Ever since I was a little kid, so that that's the one thing that I'm like, I'm glad that I did, and I think that like anybody who's growing up as a golfer, that's what I would recommend. Like, if you have a good short game, you can kind of work around everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's really smart. Yeah, so I'll be
0: looking forward to that, especially because it's on a Tuesday, so that means day off of work, and I'm playing golf with
1: my boss. So (laughs) yeah, that's like. I mean, that's what people do when they retire. That's, they that's the dream. Golf. Yeah. It's the dream. And then go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. So on that note, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. You hope you enjoy the week in sports. Happy E3.